0: What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Wave the Wheat Podcast, where we talk Kansas Jayhawk basketball and all that implies. I'm your host, Swath. Remember, as always, you can find us on Twitter at Wave the wheat Pod POD. That's Wave the Wheat Pod. And today we're talking all things 2020-2021 Kansas Jayhawk basketball. We got a very special guest with us today. This is a guy that I've known for the better part of 20 years. We played high school basketball together. We live and work in the same community that we went to high school. And it it took 20 years and minus just a few weeks. It was like two or three weeks ago on Twitter. I stumbled upon this guy's timeline. And I noticed that he's like a hardcore KU fan. So what better way to uh, explore this guy's fandom, bring him in, talk a little bit of KU basketball before the season starts? But he's here, he's with us. It's our good buddy Lynn. What's up, Lynn?
1: What's going on, Jay?
0: Man, um, Len, college basketball is back. We're yes, back.
1: Very excited. Well,
0: well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. We're not there yet. And I, I talked to you, we talked about doing this, and it was either last Sunday or this Sunday. And the honest to God's truth, why I did not want to do this last Sunday is I didn't want to do this. And then this time, this week, it's like, well, we're not playing.
1: Very valid point. Um, even in thinking about predictions and stuff like that, I'm thinking about COVID stuff. So I'm with you.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt. And we may, not, we may not even, today's Sunday. KU plays on Thursday. We may not make it to Thursday. They may not even get on the plane and go to Florida, but a boy can hope. But we're here and we're going to talk um, all things Kansas Jayhawk basketball for this upcoming season. Um, but first, I want to get, because like I said, a couple weeks ago, I had no idea you were a hardcore KU fan. And based on what you said on Twitter, your fandom goes back to like the Collison Heinrich early two thousands days. Is that when you became a hardcore fan?
1: Yes, um, two thousand and two specifically is is when I became a fan. Um, so, so, to, so for
0: reference, that was sure. your junior year of high school. My senior year. The was, class of o2
1: No, it was class of o3 So it was it was fall the time. the
0: Syracuse game. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. All right. So that was my freshman year of college, your senior year of high school. Yes, that's correct. So and you've been a hardcore fan ever since?
1: I've been I've been all in since then. That, that's when they grabbed my interest and I've been locked in since then.
0: So, honest opinion when cuz I was a huge Roy Williams fan and when he left, so it was really early on in your fandom, he left. They hired this guy from Illinois, Bill Self and our my experience with Bill Self was oh yeah the guy that beat our brains in in 2001 we got over the hump in 2002 but I'm thinking to myself good grief here we go we just we're scoring 85 90 points a game with Roy Williams now we're going to play this big 10 bully ball we're going to dry hump each other up and down the court i am not a fan at all boy was i wrong
1: so my my, my i'm pretty much I've been, I guess, with Kansas pretty much as long as self has been with them. Um, and thinking back to when he first started, when he first came along, I, I I can't sit here and say that I knew a whole lot about him. But first thing that jumped out to me was, you know, the the high low game. And to a certain extent, we still do that. Uh, I feel like it's changed a little bit, but it was my thought was, man, I just joined this team and God, this is going to be boring to watch. But kind of like you, I, I was I was way wrong, way wrong.
0: I want to do – I started this this project, Wave the Wheat, um, around the time that everything got shut down. So we didn't get to go to the tournament, and this was kind of after it. So I didn't really have anything – any worthwhile content to put out at the time. But I almost want to do an episode strictly about Bill Self and the greatness of Bill Self because if you look at his – Coaching, his skin's on the wall. Sure, we would love more national titles. He's never finished lower than third in conference play.
1: Which is amazing.
0: And that's going back to Tulsa. Now, Oral Roberts, they weren't in a conference. But going back to Tulsa, his time at Illinois and then 17 years at KU, never finished lower than third in conference play. Lynn, you coach and and I used to coach. um, You understand that when it comes to in high school week in, in Texas, we call it district play in college and in the greater Kansas area, they're, they're, they call it conference play. When you play everybody twice, that's when coaching really matters. Like adjustments, scouting, playing somebody the second time around, that's when coaching really matters. And for a guy to never finish lower than third in 25 years as being a head coach, it's 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 unbelievable. It I really think, is.
1: I, I think one of the most impressive things about him is I, I can't remember off the top of my head um, – him getting swept by anybody throughout conference play. Typically, if you know if somebody gets us the first time, I'm very confident that we're going to win that next round. Uh, he's just really, really good at that.
0: Yeah, and it's happened one time in 17 years at KU. That was <laughs> uh, Oklahoma State. Um, a couple. I think it was the 1819 season. Oklahoma State. No, because Quentin Grimes won in over. It was the year before that. It was the final four year they got swept by Oklahoma State. Eighteen. 17, 18. Yeah. 17 um, it's the only time it's ever happened. And I think it's in his contract that he has to lose Oklahoma State once a year. So yeah. it, it's, but you think of all the Texas teams with Kevin Durant. Now, back then, they didn't have to play him twice. But you look at the great Missouri teams with um, uh, Mike Anderson, they were in the top five a couple times. You look at recently OU with Blake Griffin, you look at Baylor. Has been an excellent team the last five years, and it's never happened. It, it,
1: it's we don't talk about it enough. I'll put it like that. Without, he, without rambling on, we right? Don't talk he about gets it he
0: gets a bad rap for not winning national titles, but come on, let's be honest. That that's the hardest trophy to win in all of sports. Right, a six game single elimination tournament. Yeah, like the best team rarely wins.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: So, okay, so you've been a fan, huge fan. Um, favorite, you asked me four or five. I did an episode, Mount Rushmore, of KU basketball, and I did my – so let's do four. Okay. You, I told you five, but let's just do your top four.
1: Okay, so, again, prefacing this, my my time started in 'O two, so I didn't – and I didn't want to go back before 'O two because I wasn't a fan then. Um, I'm about the same. Okay. Same, same range. All right. All right, cool then. So – um, not ranking them. I just want to list them. Um, Nick Collison is, is one of my favorite Jayhawks of, of all time. And Nick Collison and Kurt Heinrich actually were the two guys that just stood out to me. I went to a game, OU and Kansas at OU. And those are the two guys where I was like, hey, I think I like them. And it just kind of grew from there. Um, next, Wayne Simeon. Okay, he was a force. Uh, just I believe he, I think self's first year was his junior year, and senior year. Senior year, I think so. I, uh, I thought it was his junior year. I thought when Roy my, left, might have. Yeah, year. it might have been. But Simeon averaged twenty and ten, or twenty on eleven. And to think about all the great players that have come through the program, we it seems like we haven't had many that have averaged twenty a game, along with. 10, 11 12 rebounds um, but he was just just a monster and my my next favorite player is more recent Frank Mason Oh, the, the goat i I God, I mean I think his story just you know a three-star guy that nobody knew about and to see him come in and develop and i I guess I have a little bit of an appreciation for for guys that kind of develop don't get me wrong I'm, I'm all for the one and done stuff I get that but to see a guy like that develop from a, a three-star player that wasn't really on a lot of big teams' radar to become the national player of the year is just is phenomenal. Um, my heart hurt for him so bad in 18 when we lost to Villanova, I think. Oregon. Oregon was
0: his last game. It was 2017. That was the Josh Jackson when he picked up the third foul in the first half. Both That's right. Call. That. Um, but think, going back to Frank Mason, think of how many games in his that three-year window yeah. They lost to um, Villanova. Um, who did they lose to? They went to the Elite Eight three times. Um, no, they lost to Villanova, lost to Oregon, then made it in 18. Right. But he was a part of two of those teams. Look at how many games his last three years of college where they were down four, six, eight points with four minutes left, and they win they get four stops in a row. He goes and gets to the middle of the paint, gets an and one always, or finds the open guy. It always, always, and that goes back to the greatness of Bill Self. Yes. How many games do they win where you would think the odds, like the statistics would say, well, you're probably going to lose some of these. You get, you get in this, this many close games. You're probably going to just the luck of the bounce or shot goes in a shot. Rebound goes the other way. They never lost. It was it's truly unbelievable, and it, we got spoiled. Yes, so we had those teams. the The eighteen team really was kind of weak. They lost three home games. They got swept by Oklahoma State, and they make the Final Four. And then the next year was probably the worst team in the last thirty years. Yes, KD basketball. That yes. team when 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 Doke went down, that team was miserable to watch.
1: It was hard. It was really like points were hard to come by. It I hope your just... fourth guy is
0: not Quentin Grimes. No. <laughs>
1: That's a guy that I had high hopes for, but that's a uh, another story for another. Day. I, no, believe, my, I believe they call it catfished. Yeah. We got catfished. Oh man, oh man. No, my my fourth guy is Thomas Robinson. Um just he was one of the players that again, he seemed like somebody in in self-system was just impossible to stop. And it he was a double-double machine and just high energy. And then also just so fun to me, he was almost like the guard version of Frank Mason, and and what I mean by that is something always happened when he was on the floor, and it just seemed like we we always came out on the winning side. But he was he was a really tough matchup for everybody, but and a lot of a lot of fun watching him.
0: And he only had like one good year, yeah, his junior year, twenty twelve, when he with the team was him, Tw- yeah, Thomas Robinson, yeah, Tyshawn Taylor, and a and a walk-ons, like yes. Han. yeah. Kevin Young, yeah. Jeff Withey, like, afterthoughts.
1: Yeah, and that was, you know, that was the year we lost to Kentucky. Um, I don't remember Anthony Davis and those guys went undefeated or not, but, I mean, the guy finished runner-up to Anthony Davis for player of the year to speak to, you know, how, how incredible of a season he had that one year. But, and he played yeah. like
0: eight, his, the, the, his sophomore year, he played like eight minutes a game. The 2011 year, that's the Morris Twins. The 2010, right. his freshman year, that's, arguably the greatest team that didn't win a title. Yeah, had like nine pros on it, lost to Northern Iowa. So oh like, that, I mean, that's again, that goes back <laughs> to the greatness of Bill Self that you have this guy that hasn't played, hasn't played. And then when the time, and I'm going to get back to this, when we go through this year's roster, when, when it's a, a guy's time, they always seem to maximize their potential.
1: Yes, I, I completely agree. And it, and, Kind of piggybacking off what you said, it it speaks to, you know, the the job that he does developing players, and I think Craig Mason is probably the the most recent um, recipient of that that we can probably draw back to and just marvel at at what uh, Self has done.
0: So, uh, favorites, pick a couple of your favorite games of all time. 2008 championship, that doesn't count. That's everyone's favorite. But.
1: that's the obvious one. Um, God, I, I can't. So I can't Maybe remember. one
0: that you wouldn't think like. Like the OU triple overtime game at home, of course. Yeah, was, that was awesome. That's probably on everybody's list.
1: It is. And that uh, that that is um, another one of my favorite games. It, I, I think this happened like two years in a row. One of them for sure was at West Virginia. Can't remember the year, but we were down like 12, 14, late in the second half. <laughs>
0: That was that might have been in eighteen we were down sixteen in twenty eighteen. That's was, when Devontae Graham's grandma was there. Yes. And she was going nuts in the stands.
1: Yeah, and we and and I'm never one to give up on a game, but that one I can't lie. I thought it was over. I like I'm texting buddies who one of my buddies is a Duke fan, but that's neither here nor there. But so I'm getting it a little bit from him and lo and behold we come back and we win and I get the last laugh but that was easily um, one of the initial like most memorable games and then more recently uh, going back to last year the the win at Baylor.
0: okay so <laughs> I I love when self puts the clown suit on other coaches yeah. and he did it he's done it he does it to Scott Drew almost every time he- they play. I hate Scott Drew I hate coach K. <laughs> I hate Duke. I know who the buddy you're talking about. Yeah. I see him every day at work. Yep. And yep. if he wants to start his own Duke show, I'll be glad to hop on. I'm, he's never coming on this show. Um, he put so In 2018 in, in the Elite Eight to get to the Final Four, I mean, he put a clown suit on Coach K. That was the year where Coach K just gave up and ran 2-3 zone. Yeah. And it yeah. was a zone offense clinic. And that's another point. There's a couple of things that, that – that I look at when I think is this guy a good coach or not? Do they do they get it done in conference play or in high school in district play? And can they coach zone offense? And Bill Self is probably the best in the country yes. at getting buckets against the zone, and yes. he did it against and when it when it mattered. Now Malik Newman kind of went off, but again they're wide open shots,
1: right? And I think that that comes from execution. So. So yeah, but that 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 Baylor win because you know they they beat, if I'm not mistaken they beat us in Lawrence
0: yeah by 12 yeah
1: they beat us in Lawrence and I'll be honest I did not know that Baylor was supposed to be as good as they ended up being that year um, give them their credit but but to go back to Waco um, essentially quote unquote backs against the wall and to and to win a tough game I, that was that was a very memorable game for me
0: yeah. Um, okay so before we get into the looking at this season let's go quickly um, I did an episode recapping the the 2019-2020 season the, the obvious the we were, we the low hanging the yeah the low hanging fruit we were robbed of a national championship but just to recap we were 28 and 3 17 and 1 in Big 12 play which again that's like 18 games Home and home against everybody to go 17 and one to lose to Baylor early and then just run the table. Yeah, I mean, it's it, we were number one, unanimous number one in the country. Do you follow kenpom.com? Do you look at that website? I do not, it's all analytics. Um, we were number one on Ken Palm, and the margin between us and the number two team, which was Gonzaga, was the highest margin of any final poll that Ken Palm's done in the last 20 years. Wow, so you could make the argument we were the most dominant team. Um, at the end of the regular, regular season in the last 20 years and to just have it to have the rug just pulled out from under us. Obviously, it's less than ideal, but it is what it is. No one got to play. So yeah. I hope that Self said they're going to do something, some kind of banner, some kind of recognition of that team in, in the field house. I hope they do. But they're national champs to me. That's That's...
1: So, yeah, I don't – okay, I don't want to come off as the bias fan, but I know I'm going to, but but just – There's only one way. Yeah, true. But I feel like even if we just take, you know, the numbers out of it, like I just don't feel like anybody was playing better basketball than us at, at that point in the season. I mean, we were rolling. You know, Baylor lost three out of other last, last five. Yeah, exactly. Going back to coaching. And yeah. look, look at Scott Drew
0: again. <laughs> I will go to the depths of the internet to find, to prove my point. And I did this just the other day because I got a buddy that's a Baylor fan. And I hope he listens. You go back the Bless last 10 heart. years. I mean, they lost uh, three other less last, last five last year. They lost like four out of five the year before, including the last four in a row. Their last eight games or so of the regular season in Big 12 tournament when coaching like matters the mm-hmm. most. They lose more than they win, and that's like I don't get mad at me. That's I mean the the numbers they are what they are. Yeah, exactly. But um, but uh, yeah, Baylor they had a really good year. They should be really good. We'll get into it in just a little bit. Um, I don't. I would never in a million years bet on Scott Drew to win a a Big Twelve title. It's not going to happen. Really, he's going to lose at home to TCU. Like, he's going to have a, a two-game lead and lose his last four. It's just not – if it would have – and it, you can say, well, he inherited a program that was uh, in the a dumpster fire. That was 20 years ago. Yeah. When can we stop using that as an excuse? Yeah,
1: very, very, very true. Very so,
0: true. anyways, um, so we lose Devon Dotson. It was kind of a crime that he didn't get drafted. But it, I guess it'll work out in the end because he's 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 at home quote at home with the Bulls. But I mean Trey Jones like really
1: all these other point guards that get drafted before him. But yeah, I, I won't I won't speak about the other point guards. But I one thousand percent believe that Dotson should have been drafted.
0: Obviously, we lose the big fella. We Yudoka Azabuki, first round draft pick Yudoka Azabuki. Um, I was really happy for him. Yes. He was in my Mount Rushmore of KU players during my fandom window. Because uh-huh. if you look, he only played two full seasons. The two full seasons that he played. He could not be stopped. The 2018 like, national, or twenty eighteen Final Four team.
1: Could not be stopped.
0: And last year, the most dominant team in college basketball by a country mile.
1: Yeah. And, and I, I think about how the team looked when he wasn't there.
0: 2018, 2019. I mean, it they was, were number one, and he goes down. Was, now, were they number one? I don't know. But he goes down, and then they're just
1: god-awful. Yes. Yes. So, yeah.
0: And um, Isaiah Moss also graduates. Nice player. Hit a couple threes. Great. Good for him. Yeah. Um, and then Silvio DeSosa, Uh I don't know how you, he, he opted. I guess the official record will say he opted out. But there's no doubt that Self was like, hey, man. When he went into his office to tell him, hey, I, I think I'm going to be in a little bit of legal trouble here, Self was like, well, that's cool. Pack your stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm again, I'm, I'm with you on that one. And I think that just his, I guess, history. Um,
0: I mean, I, we're I, in yeah. trouble with the NCAA. Because of him. Yeah. It yeah, started with him.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Trying to get him eligible at Christmas that one year. Now, he played well in the conference tournament. He helped us out
1: tremendously when he came. We, we, we it must, was a we, wonderful yeah.
0: seven-game stretch. <laughs> we
1: must give him um, our thank yous.
0: <laughs> we got a Final Four because of him. Right, right. But, um, man. And he had to sit out the whole season. And he came back last year. And you could tell early on he, he missed a couple – he missed a couple bunnies early on because he was going to get minutes, and you could tell his confidence his confidence was gone. He did not want to be there, yeah. and it just snowballed. And he picked up a stool, and I I was actually in this very coach's office that we're recording from right now. Uh-huh. The night we were, I had a admin duty for a basketball game here. It was on the TV that I'm looking at, and it was like, oh my gosh they're, they're gonna, about to fight. Oh my gosh, this is getting bad. Oh my gosh, he picked up a stool.
1: <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't see it live. Um, I was probably at a basketball gym somewhere, but, but when it happened, of course, you know, you get all notifications and you go back and you, and you look at it and you analyze it. And it's just to, I guess to, to see a guy, to, to see a fight is, you know, to see a fight, but to see a guy pick up a stool, I think takes it to another level. And it was, um, it was quite a scene to see, to say the least. I mean,
0: don't, don't like, I, I will always blame it on K State. I hate Bruce Weber. I, I hate almost every coach that isn't Bill Self, but it was their <laughs> fault. They started it, we finished it. Moving on. Um, so, this year's team, Self in interviews has all but guaranteed four of the five starting spots Marcus Garrett, uh, reigning National Defensive Player of the Year. I'm we'll sure, start at the sure. one. Ochai Baji, who, what a, his, he's, I did this um, in the recap of last season. This is a guy that, the, weird, the weirdest career arc, because remember, he was a red shirt. He wasn't going to play. Yes. And then we're the worst team we've had in 30 years. Yeah. Hey, let's just throw this guy out there and see what he can do. And he
1: performed well.
0: I'll be darned if he's not like the second coming of Kawhi Leonard for two weeks. Yeah. And people are thinking this guy's going to be a lottery pick now. Pump the brakes a little bit. And he, he kind of, he kind of regressed a little bit towards the end of that year. Last year, everyone expects huge things out of him. He plays good D. He can rebound his position. He can hit some shots. He was streaky as a shooter. Not the greatest when he puts the ball on the floor. Yeah. Not the greatest decision maker in transition, which is kind of something you need out of a guard at the Division One <laughs> <I> level. Absolutely. <laughs> um, now, all reports say he's worked on his shot. He's he's worked on every weakness in his game. Unfortunately, we don't have the luxury of two exhibition games to see kind of where we might be
1: at. Yeah. We we get to see him against Gonzaga. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> the number one team in the country. <laughs> right. Um, all we have to go by is a 20-minute scrimmage that was filmed on the first day of practice. So it wasn't even like we've got a couple weeks under our belts. It was – we really have nothing to go by. So yeah. uh, Garrett, Ochai, Christian Brown, self has pretty much said he's way ahead of where he, we thought he would be. Um, and then uh, David McCormick, Big Dave will start at the five. Yeah, Big Dave is the guy – Again, this goes back to kind of the Thomas Robinson theory. When the spotlight is yours, these guys tend to perform. True. Now, Big Dave is not dope. And no, here, he's, not. Here's, he's not. He can hit a 15-foot jumper, and he can, he has good touch around the bass. He's really active. Very good free throw shooter. Here's what worries 80,
1: me. 80
0: 81%. There are times, the reason all those teams were so good, 15, 2015, 16, 17, 18, Last year is when the chips are down. We can go inside and get a bucket. We had Landon Lucas, who was probably the best post position player in the last ten years. Yeah. Thomas Robinson, uh, unanimous All American. Right. Yuka Azabuki, best center in the country. You have to go inside and get a bucket, or yeah. you have to own. You have to win the five feet around the rim on both both ends of the floor. And in 2019, we were so awful because we didn't have that. And if we weren't hitting shots, we'd get run out of the gym. Yeah. And that happened four or five times. Happened at Tech, it happened against Kentucky, happened uh, at Oklahoma. I mean, if we weren't making shots, it, it it's over in the first 10 minutes. And Big Dave's going to have to give us 8 to 10, 12 points a game on seals over the top in the high-low game. Or a guard gets in the paint, his defender helps lob dunk.
1: Right. For
0: us to be a contender, he's got to do those things. Now, the fifth starter... It's going to be one of these four guys. It's going to be one of Tristan Aruna, Jalen Wilson, Tyon Grant-Foster, the Juco transfer, or mm-hmm. Bryce Thompson. If you had to bet an amount that made you uncomfortable, who starts on Thursday?
1: Um, I'm going to say Tyon Grant-Foster.
0: Self has said he's been up and down. He, he said there was a stretch in practice, a three- or four-day stretch, where Tyon, he's a guy that can go get a bucket on his own. He can get his own shot. I, I, and that's what I love the most.
1: And that's what, and I and I feel like if you, you know, look at the starting lineup, I feel like that's what we're missing. And I think that we can supplement. You know, if, if he's struggling, I think that we can bring somebody else in. Now, I will say, I do think sooner rather than later, Bryce Thompson will probably be the one to slide in.
0: Um, I, I think so as well, just but, because Self likes two guys that can handle the ball on the floor at yeah. all times. And you look at, I mean, Garrett's a, Garrett was a point guard in high school. He's going to be a guy that, that averages 10, 8 rebounds, 6 or 7 assists a game. He's not going to turn the ball over. Right. He's going to get everyone in the right spot. He's going to get the ball where it needs to go. But if you look at the roster, so Garrett, 6'5", Ochai, 6'5", yeah. Christian, Brown, 6'7", Big Dave, 6'10", Tristan, 6'8", Jalen, 6'8", Tyon, 6'7", Bryce, 6'5". Yeah you got to go all the way down to Dewan Harris to find a guy that is going to get in the middle of the paint whenever he wants.
1: Yeah. And and I I've heard Dewan Harris's name being thrown around as as that potential other starter, but if I had to bet today, I would say uh Tyon and when, but I think ultimately I think Bryce will probably be the one to start, and I think Tylen will be the first one off the
0: bench. I, I agree. I agree. I know a lot of people are high on Tristan and Aruna. Um, Jalen's obviously a local guy. We kind of watched him grow up. Yeah, those are two guys that need to be able to hit shots and need to be able to defend and rebound their position. And we, in the unfortunate reality, is we haven't, we didn't get a chance to see it with Jalen last right. year, and then Tristan got he had some good moments in Maui early in the year, and then. We get into the season and he just, there just aren't minutes for him. And so we didn't really get to see it towards the end of the year. So what better way to find out the number one team in the country?
1: Yeah, that'll, that'll be a heck of a, heck of a game, heck of a way to start the season off. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one.
0: Who, okay. So what, what surprises do you see on our roster? Everyone's Uh, obviously going to look at Marcus Garrett. They're going to look at Big Dave. Who do you see? Like at the end of the year? Oh my gosh! Didn't even realize we had this.
1: I, I think it's going to be Ochai, and and I'm, and where I'm going with that is self and and his uh, the job that he does developing guys. Um, so I, I think that's going to be the surprise. Whereas I, you know I feel like in the past few years he's he's had these high moments and low moments, and just speaking honestly, it, just wildly inc- inconsistent. But I, I I feel good about um, what I think he's going to do this year, and I think that, uh, and again, numbers wise, I don't know what that number will be like, but I think he'll be more consistent for us this year in a good way, not in a bad way.
0: Hopefully so. And if you think about it, this is when they recruited him. This is the time, his junior year, where they were really expecting something out of him. Yeah, they weren't expecting much out of him his freshman year because right. I didn't even give him a Jersey.
1: Right. <laughs> right. And
0: then last year you, you, you assume that, okay, he steps in his first year and, and he contributes a little bit, but this is really the year where they would expect a lot out of him. So hopefully we'll see. I'm, you're going to think I'm crazy. The biggest surprise on this roster is going to be Mitch Lightfoot.
1: It's so funny that we've been talking about the roster this long and have not mentioned him.
0: And <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but we are very likely to get, Year six of the Mitch Lightfoot experience (laughs) because he can come back. Really, they get an extra year, and the seniors don't count against the thirteen scholarships. So Marcus Garrett, in theory, could come back too.
1: I'm all I'm all for bringing both of them back. Yeah, Mitch Mitch is going
0: (laughs) to Mitch is. People forget how good of a of a defender Mitch is in the lane. Yeah, he's a good shot blocker. Yeah, he's a good screen setter. Yeah, he can finish on a lob because. Big Dave sometimes runs around the court like a baby deer, like he he runs too fast. Yeah, and he's gonna get in foul trouble at some point. And it's with Silvio gone, it's it's really Big Dave and that and Mitch, and that's it.
1: Yeah, or you go five guards. Yeah, yeah.
0: And Self has said they're gonna do that some, but I'm against Gonzaga against the likes of. Let's go ahead and um, talk about the schedule. Number one, uh, non-conference. Number one, Gonzaga. Number ten, Kentucky. Number eleven, Creighton. Number twelve, Tennessee. It's the same every year. They he like he, he does not shy
1: away. Yeah, I and thank thank God for that. Um I I, I you know and I feel like it, it prepares us for conference play. So I'm I'm all for it and 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 he'll
0: play a road game.
1: Right. Right.
0: Coach K, he'll 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 get <laughs> on a plane and go play somebody on the road.
1: Yep. Yep. And aren't we at Tennessee this year? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, going to Knoxville will be fun. And
0: we we're supposed to play Missouri. Um they're they're not world beaters, but we do not shy away. In fact, Ken Palm, strength of schedule, starting in twenty twenty, so last year's season, uh-huh. strength of schedule rank, 2, 1, 2, 8, 3, 1, 1. 2013 We were fortieth, one, thirty I mean, it's it's we're, every we're year. I mean, we're not it's just from a, we're, not, we're not running from anybody. Um, we will play the big boys. We'll play them on the road and. Luckily, we do have some cupcakes peppered in there to get hopefully get some guys some minutes. But yeah. um, we'll talk about this when we get to predictions on what you, what do you think the overall record's going to be. Um, you you got to kind of pencil in a couple losses here and there. Yeah, it's just the nature of yeah. the nature of the nature of the beast. Um, okay, going back to the roster, who do you see? Who do you think? Now, I hate to speak ill of any of KU's players, but are there any names on the roster that you're like, man, I just don't know about um, this guy.
1: So there's, I guess there's, there's two. Um, unfortunately, Ochi. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. And, and it's, you know, it's weird to put a guy on both ends of the spectrum, but it's just, I'm, I'm going off of his past. He's been, you know, he's been so wildly inconsistent. I, I think that, Although I do have confidence that it'll go well, I mean I'm, I got to be realistic and it could also not go well. Um, and then also I just I just don't know yet about Dewan Harris. Um, I, I I personally need and want to see a little bit more from him.
0: No one's really seen him
1: play. Yeah, so that's the that's we had 20, 20
0: minutes in the scrimmage, right? Um, now he's a quote pass first point guard. He had two turnovers in the twenty minute yeah. scrimmage. That's if you're a pass first point guard, that's you need to pass it. You don't need to pass it to the other team. You need to pass it to our team. So um they were really high on him last year when he was strictly a scout team player, but that's always seems to be like that's always the urban legend of man, so and so so's killing it. Well, yeah, you're on the scout team. Yeah. There's no self's not up your backside if you screw up. Right. Um so yeah, I'll be anxious to see if if he can get into the paint. Because that's the thing. You you gotta be able to finish. You gotta have a big that can finish inside. You gotta have guards that can get in the paint whenever they want. And if you look at the greatest teams that we've had, last year's team, you had Devon and Doak, you had Frank Mason, um, you've had Devontae Graham when you gotta guard him on the three point line, he can get into the paint. Yeah. Sharon Collins, Tyshawn Taylor, guys that can get into the paint, and then guys on the back end that can finish. Yep. You have those two things. You have you're going to have a really good team. So the jury's kind of still out. Um, hopefully, hopefully we uh, get a really good look on Thursday. Um, okay, let's talk about the Big Twelve.
1: Let's do it. Obviously,
0: KU and Baylor are everybody's number one and number two. Um, I really have three tiers. There, there's the top tier. I think KU and Baylor really are their own tier, but I think Tech and West Virginia, KU, Baylor, Tech, and West Virginia are tier one. Yeah. They're
1: going to finish in the top four. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, those are the top four teams.
0: Tech, um, I think Tech is going to be better than they were last year. I agree. I think that Chris Beard's the kind of guy that nothing against Jarrett Culver or Jemias Ramsey when they have that one guy that it kind of goes against Chris Beard's philosophy, mm-hmm. like a bunch of just dudes getting after it yeah. on defense. And I think you'll see more of that this year. The one guy the, the um, they they they've been saying that Micah Peavy's tearing it up, kid from Duncanville. Yeah. Um, but they also have another really highly the highest ranked recruit in Tech history. They the don't even from have him California. Yeah, they don't even have King him in the starting lineup. At the
1: moment, but but yeah, I know what you're talking. about. Yeah. I, I actually got a chance to see him play in person, and I mean, <laughs> nothing against high school, but he. The good ones in high school look good in high school, and he looked yeah. good in high school.
0: Yeah. Um, he they don't have him in the starting lineup right now, really. So huh. I, I think you'll this, with this year's tech team, you'll see more of what tech was a couple years ago when they made the national championship game. Um, where they're not really reliant on one guy on offense, where yeah. you just give it to Jemias and let him stand at the top of the key and dribble around and shoot a three. Right. Um, West Virginia, uh, they got a couple dudes. But I, I thought Oscar Shibway would definitely be gone. He decided to come back. Everyone's high on Miles McBride. He's a guy that can get in the paint, can get his, get his own uh, shot whenever he wants. So those four are really, to me, the top tier. I agree. Then the next tier. Texas, Oklahoma State, and, o, and OU. Texas, I don't, I don't know what you think about Shaka Smart. Um, I've seen this movie five times already. Here's how this, Texas is going to play out. They have an, an, a really high recruit that'll probably be a lottery pick.
1: Yeah, Greg Brown.
0: Greg Brown. Jared Colver or Jared Allen. Um, ja, uh,
1: Jackson. Was the kid that's Hayes. in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah,
0: Jackson Hayes. Mo Bamba. Yeah, lottery picks just yeah. across the board. They're going to win a game early that they're going to surprise everyone. They're going to be someone ranked in the top five. They'll beat like UTA at the buzzer at home in front of 45 people. They'll lose a bunch of games that they have no business losing. And at the end of the year, they'll be like 17 and 11. A bubble I know, team. I know this because I've seen it five times team. in a row. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um. I keep hearing so the thing about UT is I, I keep hearing and reading that they're supposed to be better and don't don't sleep on them. No, now nobody's picking them to win the conference. Nobody's picking them to finish above the you know fifth. But I keep hearing don't don't sleep on Texas. I keep reading that. Um, I'm going to wait and see.
0: Do you know Shaka Smart has hair now? Have you seen the picture? Like he grew his hair out. Rip. Wait. Yeah. So
1: so this whole time he's been bald by. Choice, like yeah, shaving his head. I yeah, oh, I thought he was like me when we, I, when we shave. get done. go ahead and
0: look it up right now. Look it up or if you get you have service in this dungeon in here. I actually do not. Here, I'm gonna um, talk about Kate Cunningham. I'm gonna go to the computer over here and pull this up.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, I need to see this. I didn't. I had not heard this about Shaka Smart with hair.
0: Yeah, I don't think anyone has. And he was on some kind of Zoom and then he just has this hair and it's Google knows what I'm talking about because the second, three, the second the like second thing when you smart. type in Shaka yeah. Smart the second like here's what you need to know is Shaka Smart hair.
1: It doesn't even look real. Look at that. That is not real. He
0: looks like Paulie D off Jersey Shore. That's not real. It is real. It 100% is real. Really? I wonder if he's going to roll it out when they start playing. But yes, he has hair.
1: Man, quarantine
0: is it's it's working. Oklahoma State um, has probably the best freshman in the country in Kate Cunningham. I just don't think he's enough. I mean, he's a great player. It'll be really fun to watch him. But
1: yeah, I, just, I, I don't. I, I don't I agree. I agree with you. Um, and <clears throat> following you know basketball around Texas and, and the DFW area, they have. I have a handful of kids from the DFW area on that roster, but I don't think that they're enough yet. Um, and then again, I, I just think that there's a tier that they're just not in. But Cade himself is a phenomenal talent. Yeah. I everything just, else around him, I think that it's, it's going to take a little bit of time.
0: Well, and who, who knows if, if they don't get – now, who knows how this season will play out, but if, if Oklahoma State does not – well they they don't get in the tournament.
1: I they're was on about Yeah, post Yeah, they 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 yeah.
0: So that may save Mike Boynton's job because it's the built in well we can't go we can't go anyways. Right. So I think he has this year maybe one more to get something going or else they'll, they'll they'll probably look in another direction but it should be fun to watch Kate we get to see him twice. So Yeah, yeah. And then in that middle tier Oklahoma um I I mean, now we're looking at spot number seven in the Big Twelve, and that's about where they are.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I think that they will be better than last year, but I don't. I don't know that that's saying much, being that they're seventh in a in a ten team conference. Um, I know they they got you know a lot of guys returning. And Is Brady Mannix
0: still in college?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I he's got to be. <laughs> That is uh, that that is a good question. We should maybe we should look that up. <laughs> I wonder what his hair looks like because he was
0: he had the hair and the Larry Bird mustache, and then he cut the hair.
1: Still had the mustache. I'll be interested to see what he looks like. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what if if that picture of Shaka Smart and his hair is as real as it say, it cannot be worse than that.
0: That I mean he he literally looks like like if if they did if if. Uh, Lifetime did a movie like Behind the Scenes, the untold story of the Jersey Shore. He would play, you know, you get those actors that kind of look like the guy. He would be Pauly D. Uh, no disagreement from me. Uh, and then in the bottom tier, pulling up the caboose, TCU and Kansas State. I don't. There's really no point in wasting anybody's time talking about the bottom two teams in the league.
1: Yeah, no, there's, there's not. I mean, they both wear purple. For whatever that means. One of the That's great,
0: <laughs> one of the greatest. it's Funny you bring that up. One of the greatest lines I've heard. I was um, watching a high school game. One of the teams, their colors were purple and gold, and the student section of the other team, um, it was D- uh, Dallas Jesuit and Richardson High School. So okay. Richardson's the Eagles. They're purple and gold. Yeah. The Jesuit student section, um, they were up big in the second half. It's a playoff game. Started chanting, "Girls wear purple." <laughs> Girls wear purple. It was awesome. And it's funny you bring that up, that the two teams that wear purple are bringing up the rear. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, obviously, Thursday we get started with Gonzaga. How do you see that game going? Again, you had to bet an amount that made you uncomfortable. How do you see that game going?
1: Uh, Close loss. Close loss. And I I only say that because I, I just feel like, as good as I feel about the entirety of the season of how I think it'll go, I think with it being early and, and Gonzaga being as, as good as I believe that they are, um I think that'll be a tough first game for us. Um, the, I don't I don't know what's gonna happen. It could go one of
0: five different ways. Yeah. It's a good matchup for us. If you if you look at the numbers, they were not a great defensive team last year. Um they lost. Four of their top six. Now, a lot of people are really high on on a couple of their guys. Um, they've got some good shooters. They, the worry, What I worry about is they're good, probably going to start Drew Timmy, the local kid from Richardson. Yeah. He's 6'10". They've got two 6'10", 7-footers right behind them. Right. That's what I worry about is we're just going to get worn out inside. Yeah, because
1: we're, I mean, like you, like you were talking about earlier, all we have is, you know, McCormick and, and Mitch.
0: And a, and a freshman that weighs like 175 pounds, which I, I mean, the converse to that is that they have to guard us. Right. But we haven't seen enough to make a, a really educated guess on now we could hit 15 threes. Shooting should be a strong suit of this team. We have enough guys that can make shots. We're not just relying on Spee and Devontae yeah. Graham and Malik Newman. To make each four threes a game, if we can just get one or two out of four different guys, then that helps a ton. Um, Now, if I had to bet in them, I would say that we would win. I think we'll find a way to win, Um, but I would not be shocked in the least if we lost by two, like you said, lost or lost by fifteen, yeah, or lost by twenty. I. who
1: knows? I, and I don't expect us to get blown out. Um, I, I think it'll be close. Now, there there may be moments where, you know, there's a big lead or something like that. And, I, and I'm not, and when I say close loss, like I'm not talking about like trash buckets at the end to make it, you know, look better than what it is. I think it'll be a close competitive game. Um, I just think that because of all of the, I guess, questions and the unknowns that we have right now, I I I would not pick us to win this one to start the season. Maybe give us a few games, and we see them again. You know, it'd be different. But first game of the season, I, I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. Um, who knows? I'll I'll be I'll be ready to go. I'm glad it's an early game. And I have to wait around all day to watch it. But yeah. Um, I guarantee you, after the game, we won't. It's one of those deals where we could lose by 20, and I could feel good.
1: Like yeah. okay, we yeah.
0: we've got some things to work with, or it could be, it could be like the the Duke game last year where we lose by two, and everyone's like we got to, we got to go to Plan B. The, right. the two bigs isn't working. We got to go to this. So, um, Big Twelve. If you had to bet an amount that made you uncomfortable, what where do we finish in the Big Twelve?
1: Absolute worst. Um. Absolute worst, I would say second place. But I think, realistically, I, I think uh, us winning it again is 100% attainable.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think, I think it's going to come down to the very last place game place. of the year at home against Baylor.
1: Yeah. So, I now I don't know how it's going to shake out for everyone else, but I have us splitting. I have us splitting with the other top teams. Texas, uh, Texas Tech, Baylor. West Virginia. West Virginia is always an incredibly difficult place to play at. So if if there was one game that I would think that we just really have a hard time, it would definitely be at West Virginia. Um, Tech, just because I think they'll be better, maybe, but again, we will have a better identity. Baylor, if they're as good as they say, it would not surprise if we split with them. Now, how they do amongst themselves, that I don't know. But uh, I, I think second place at the absolute worst, but I also feel like we could very well win it.
0: So I have I have us first. Um eighteen game, big twelve schedule. I have sixteen and two. I have fifteen and three. So, so I, I think we'll split with Baylor, like you said. I didn't, there's some we'll run into some kind of bus sauce somewhere else on the road, maybe at Lubbock. Um, that's in December. That's a December seventeenth. Um
1: that seems fairly early.
0: Well, they got to get everything done. The, the conference play ends in February because they got to have a couple of weeks to get makeup games in if they need them before the conference tournament.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: So, okay, obviously the the elephant in the room the the home court advantage that we're used to doesn't exist anymore. We only they're only letting fifteen hundred fans in the games right now. The last two football games they're not letting fans at all. So I wouldn't be shocked if they went no fans, which that's huge. But yeah, here here's the the other side of that coin, we we won't run into buzzsaws on the road. It's not their Super Bowl when we go to Lubbock; they're only going to have twenty five hundred people in the arena, right? And I assume everywhere else is going to be somewhat the same, to where it's just going to be again. It's going to coaching is going to matter because it's going to be like a scrimmage almost.
1: Right. Yeah, that's true.
0: So that's true. Um, yeah, sixteen and two, probably split with Baylor, lose somewhere else on the road. Um, maybe even at home just with the lack of fans. So overall we we have 27 games on the schedule as is. You said 15 and 3. Yeah. So what would be the overall record out of 27?
1: I, my math was off. I actually had 26 games on the schedule, but I had 21 and 5 for the So 5 losses. Uh, so yeah, 22 five and 5. Losses. Yeah.
0: I had 23 and 4.
1: We're 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 both in the neighborhood. Yeah. Both in the neighborhood. I yeah. would
0: not be surprised to lose to Gonzaga and Kentucky or Yeah. Kentucky and at Tennessee, or Creighton hits 19 threes and we lose at home. Um, yeah, two games in conference, or two games in conference, one in the non-conference, one in the Big 12 tournament. I don't – I mean, 23 and four, I think we're both in the same neighborhood there. Yeah. That this should be a really, really good team, should be on track for a one seed, kind of how it – depending on how it shakes out with Baylor. So, okay, so um, I hate these predictions, like, like oh <laughs> – because everyone says, "Oh, we're we're a Sweet 16 team." What does that even mean? Right? You know, like, you win two games. Anyone can win two games. Right. LaSalle was a, an Elite Eight team not too long ago. Like, they weren't in, in October. They weren't saying, "Oh, I think we're an Elite eighteen. team." Yeah. So, how do you right. see this season playing out? Um, There's only one right answer.
1: Yeah, I I mean I, I can't say that we're not going to win the national championship. Like, what what, what am I here for? Right? I I picked them
0: every year. <laughs> Since like 1997 yeah. to win the national championship. Why would this season be any different?
1: What, what am I here for?
0: And I think when it's all said and done, um, I think Big Dave's gone. I think he has a Thomas Robinson type season and he's gone. I would not be surprised if Ochai was gone, if he's the surprise that we think he might be. Yeah. And it, the unfortunate reality of college athletics, one of Christian Brown, Tristan, Jalen Wilson, Tyon, Grant Foster, Bryce Thompson. Someone's going to be left out. Yeah. And someone's going to look to find greener pastures elsewhere. So I think one we'll lose three. We'll lose Ochai, Big Day, early. I hope Marcus Garrett comes back. I I could very well see him going to get paid to play somewhere. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. I I agree with that.
0: I think Mitch comes back just because why not?
1: I hope he does.
0: Where, what else is he gonna do?
1: Yeah, I know. I, I get
0: a job. Like, I no. hope
1: he. I hope he does come back.
0: Um. So Big Dave Ochai and then one of the wings. I think one of them will look to go somewhere else, and you can't blame him. It happens all the time, right? Right. Um. Right. But yeah. Um. Any other thoughts on this year? Strength strengths of this team. Uh, here's another thing I hate. Coach speak. I hate when they're like, man, that team is—they've got so much length. <laughs> what does that even mean? They have long arms. You
1: have, yeah, you have guys with long arms and long legs.
0: This team does not have a lot of speed. That kind of worries me.
1: Yeah, yeah, I am—I am most looking forward to from this team just my own thing. I'm most looking forward to seeing the freshman Bryce Thompson um, and. And seeing Jalen Wilson, and that's because he's a local kid. Yeah, I'm. I'm most looking forward to those two things, just withstanding whatever happens with the season. Um, now, something determining the outcome of the season, I'm most looking forward to Ochai and, and McCormack seeing you know seeing how they do because I, I right now I feel like offensively we'll kind of go as they go. I think that they're going to have to carry um, a pretty a pretty heavy load.
0: Are you like me? So like we're gonna play Gonzaga on Thursday, and we're gonna get the ball first, and we're gonna run a little action or whatever. And and Big Dave's gonna shoot a fifteen footer. And do you like instantly make a judgment on the entire season on that very first like? If he rims it out, are you like, oh geez, here we go?
1: So t- or if he's <laughs> if
0: he nothing but net, you are like, all right, national champs.
1: Typically, not not the first possession. Um, I'm I'm typically there for sure by the end of the game. Like I'm either we're winning it all or we're not making a tournament by the end of that first game. Um, I I typically give us a game. It's just the thing that I get, I find myself getting frustrated with is like, why aren't we making those shots that we should be making? Like, And of course, yes, there's emotions involved and all that sort of stuff going into the first game, but if you're such a good shooter, why don't you shoot good? Right, yeah, you're a Division one athlete, man. Why are you missing that? Yeah, I don't. You're wide open. Yeah, I don't care that there's another Division one athlete in front of you. You got to make that.
0: Or yeah, it, so I I coached eleven years of high school basketball, ten of those one year of freshman, ten of JV. So the little things like. I used to tell my kids, whenever you, two things make a little piece of my heart calcify and die. When you miss a free throw or give up an offensive rebound, those two things, like it just, you're killing. Me. Yeah. Bit by bit. Yeah. And so to see division one athletes miss free throws, give up offensive rebounds or have a three on one and just piss the ball away out of bounds. Oh, and, you, oh, oh we, and we were goodness. so bad into the 2018, 2019, the God awful team. Yeah. They were terrible at it. There was a, a graphic, we were at Kentucky that year. We ended up getting blown out. We had a five-on-one and did not get a shot off. We had a five-on-one break, and they hit it to Quentin Grimes, and if he kicked it off his foot over to uh, Charlie Moore or somebody, and we did not even get a shot off. That kind of stuff just wears me out. And for I don't know if they practice it. Is that just an understood thing at the Division One level? Like we don't need to practice – Three on two, two on one, because you should figure you should know this, but that's one area that like we're a little because last year with Ochai, his decision making was not great in transition, right? But, like two on one, we, that should be automatic. It, it, one
1: would think. One would think.
0: Well, we'll see. Anything else?
1: No, I am. Um, and again, there's there's still a lot of time between now and that first game, so we don't really know what's going to happen, but we, yeah, I just hope they get on the plane. If they get
0: on the plane, like we're we're already on the plane, we're going to play.
1: But to, but to be this close, um, it is, it is very exciting after, you know, the way the season ended last year um, to, to, to have a season. I'm I'm very much looking forward to it as a fan. This
0: is, I don't know who else you're a fan of. This is like number one for me. I watch every second of every game, sometimes twice, watch a lot of games twice. Um, I sit on the edge of my couch. Um, I have a three-year-old at home and a wife, so I can't say the words that I really want to say out loud. Yeah. So I just like cover my, my hands like this and shut
1: up and <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, I'm, I'm ready to do that.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's so funny. Like talking about fandom. I'm, I'm a fan of only two teams, like serious fan of two teams. And that's KU basketball. Let me be clear. <laughs> and um, and the Dallas Cowboys, and I've been a Cowboys fan all my life. Like even this I'm, year, there's not enough time to the podcast uh,
0: this year. It's <laughs> a crazy, we're, we're getting nuts over here in Minnesota. Yeah, um,
1: hanging around, hanging around.
0: But you want them to play well, but lose. Yeah, yeah, I do. Because you I win do. this one, you're. Not to get way off track here, you right. win this one. You've got three wins. You got Philly with th- everyone's got three wins. It's a three
1: or four way tie for first place in the division. I. I and you
0: know Jerry Jones is thinking if we could just get in the playoffs, just get in the playoffs. Yeah. But that's that's for a different show on a right, different right. day.
1: But so, diehard Cowboys fan, but I feel like I am uh, typically I find myself lately being pessimistic with it. And I think it's because I always have these grand hopes. And I'm not like the old, we're going to win it this year. But the expectations that we'll be good. And it just, there's always these letdowns. Now with KU, I find myself getting emotionally involved game after game. Um,
0: Do you get? Does your phone get blown up like when they lose? Because here's the deal. Being a KU fan um, where we live, like we didn't go there. I, I'm a huge fan because my sister went to college right outside Kansas City in the late 90s. Uh-huh. So, going up there to visit her, this is back when not every game was on TV. Yeah. They were the only thing on. And in 100% honesty, when you look at the roster of Jared Haas, Rafe LaFrance, TJ Pugh, Scott Pollard, yeah. hey, it's a bunch of white guys. Cool. <laughs> I can identify with that. Yeah. Um, and they're really good. And so, that's kind of where it started. Um, it's It was not the popular choice in North Central Texas. So, if, like, it's Duke, Kentucky, maybe Arizona in the late 90s. But, like, you're a K- Kansas fan? Kansas? Yeah, and, Who?
1: And so. And they d- don't win national championships. Right. So good, but don't win a lot of, a lot of national championships. And I don't know. Um, I don't know many people that look like me that are KU fans. Um, If they don't know. I am black. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny because you go. I, I've been to every
0: arena in the Big Twelve except for Iowa State and West Virginia, uh-huh. and the players typically have family behind the bench wherever they play. Yeah, those are the only um, of our, you know, only African Americans in crimson and blue yeah. in the arena. <laughs> it's. I don't yeah, know if you've ever been to like uh, Johnson County. That's like Kansas City Overland Park. I've got in laws there. I've Been got in laws in Wichita. Like see, my grandmother
1: lived in Wichita. So I'm I'm more familiar with Wichita, Kansas. Uh
0: um, yeah, it's not a... Uh, yeah. But yeah. yeah,
1: there there aren't there aren't many people that look like me that, that are KU fans. And it's funny because growing up, um, you know, my dad, he was the one that first told me about KU, but but as much as he talked about KU, okay, he always talked about Wichita State. Yeah, this is back when you know, the Xavier McDaniel yeah. days and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, so I'm familiar with them, but I just at the same time I was just never interested in them. And again, in O2 when I saw Heinrich and Collison, and for me it just kind of took off from there. But, but yeah, that's a uh, I, so, I have to so find my d- friends on the internet. So,
0: so. <laughs> so do you get? Now we talked about the one buddy. Who's a huge Duke fan? Do
1: you oh get roasted gosh. when KU loses? Sometimes I'll, I'll so I'll give him credit. Um, he's he's not too he's not too rough on me. Um, there's a group chat that a few of us are in, um, and he he's not too bad. I'll, I'll I'll give him I'll give him his credit. Um, the the most flack that I seem to catch is from an OU but friend of mine and. Oh. <laughs> really? And, yeah, and uh, all of his jokes are about oh the know, br- us. the bre-
0: the brewery guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and okay, and,
1: and all of his jokes are about us, you know, in our in our cheating scandal. Yeah. So, so yeah, that I've that's, done an
0: episode on that. Yeah, <laughs> you can go check it out. That's there's not a whole lot there I'm, you I'm really going, get down to it. I'm
1: going to tell him to check it out. I actually listened to it. I'm going to tell him to check it out.
0: There's it's if you if you're going to hammer Ku for what they want to hammer KU for, then the whole thing comes down.
1: Right, and I don't think anybody wants that. No,
0: nobody wants that. So, I don't think
1: anybody even wants to look for that.
0: Yeah, so I'll, we can go ahead and say his name. Shout out to Nick, the OU fan. Yes, yes. When we when we play OU, we got to get Nick on. Is he still up in Oklahoma City? Yes, he is. All right, we can get him on remote. And Let's do it. Well, Let's, let's do it. <laughs> and if we happen to play Duke in the Elite Eight or Final Four God, I hope so, the national championship game, then we can get our other buddy on, the Duke fan.
1: Yeah, so last time we played – He's got him, something to say
0: every time I see him in the hall. He just walks by. He's like, mm, mm, pre-season, number, uh, preseason number
1: one. I got the number one recruiting class. Now, one thing I will say is he he does – he constantly lets me know about the recruiting class. Um, when was that we beat them in the tournament recently? It 2018. Was when, when we beat them three out of the last four. In. Yeah. That was the last time we beat them. Oh, he was – I'll keep it. He was not happy. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Three was, top
0: five picks and yeah, or did. no, no, no. They had two. I don't know. They had Bagley and Wendell Carter. Yeah, Gary Trent Jr. Grayson Allen.
1: What's the what's the guard? Duvall. That, that was uh, the team that Duvall yeah, was on, right? Jim Nance, Trayvon Duvall. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he. Uh, I, that was that was an enjoyable moment. I'll I'll leave it at that.
0: My son was six months old at the time, and he was in this little bouncy thing. You know, you put the kid in the little bouncy thing, so they Uh can't because he can't walk. So it's like you can stand up, but you can't go anywhere. Yeah. And he was in the room when we won, and I um I'm gonna have to find my wife's got the video somewhere. I'm gonna have to find it, and I'll send it to you. Okay. I made him cry (laughs) when the buzzer went off. I made him cry because I was uh, that game. I was resigned to the fact that we're gonna lose. We're down three. We're going to miss a shot. They're going to make free throws, and, and I've got to listen to all the – you know, my phone's going to look like it's an Amber Alert. Yeah. And we hit the three, and then it didn't really register that we hit that three. Right. It was like, an, oh, my gosh. And then – but they still have the ball. And yes. that ball – I I know you were standing up. I was you know, standing up yeah, at the tee, pulling my hair out. And, at that
1: point in the game, yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, I highly recommend – so, you've, what, what are visiting arenas have you been to? OU, you said.
1: Yeah, I've been to OU's. Um, I've been to Lawrence once. Um, I've been to TCU's, and I've been to, well, Frank Irwin in Austin. Yeah. And uh, I can't think of the name. Baylor's that, in. Waco. I've been, I've been you've to You've been Baylor's, to Baylor. So okay. Yeah, I have. As far as Big 12 goes, I think that's all that I've been to. So Stillwater,
0: um, next one you should go to is o- Oklahoma State, Stillwater. That's a good, it's a really, now it's three levels now. There are three, there's the bottom on the floor that you can see. Yeah. And then the next level up until the late nineties, that was it. It was only like 4,000 seats and it was loud. I've been there once when it was, it was not KU, it was a different game. It was unbelievable. That's why they call it historic Gallagher Ibo's because what it was before they raised the roof and added the third level. Uh Uh-huh. Now that they added the third level, it's, the only games it's full is KU and maybe OU. That's it.
1: Hmm.
0: But it's a, it's a it's a good it's a nice arena. Tech overrated. Lubbock, Lubbock.
1: First of all, Lubbock sucks. I've been to Lubbock. I've been to the campus. Never been to the arena. Sucks, really. Just watching on TV. <laughs> if you happen to, if you
0: do happen to go, make sure and get a ticket in the lower level. Gotcha. I sat in the upper level. It was miserable.
1: Okay, I'll, um, I'll definitely keep that in mind.
0: I think that yeah, I think that's it. Kansas State's. I mean, that's that's a good one day they, that they're always jacked up. Um, have not been to Iowa. I lost left Iowa State on off the list. They'll be spared. They'll be eh.
1: yeah. Yeah, I, I think they are projected six something like that. six yeah. or eight. One of the two is down there.
0: Um. Anything else? No, is that it? Uh, yeah,
1: that's it, man. I'm, I'm ready.
0: I'm not really good at dismounting. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to have, a, I got to, I've got to develop like a final question, final thought or something that naturally segues into um, the dismount. We'll, but,
1: we'll have to come up with something and Maybe, maybe I can be creative and help you out. All
0: right. Um, well, that's it. That's all we got for today. Hopefully everyone is excited as we are for the new season. Um, remember, as always, find us on Twitter at Week pod, P-O-D. That's wave the wheat pod. Um Find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever podcast platform you use. Like, rate, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, that moves us up in the search rankings, so when you search... It's odd. You search KU basketball or KU podcast uh-huh. and like Joe Rogan pops up. And it all has to do with the number of likes and subscribers and stuff you have. So the more you have, the more you move up in the search rankings. You can find it.
1: Interesting. But um,
0: yeah, so everyone tell a friend. Um, it's like a high school basketball fundraiser. If we can all just get five, everybody can just get five. <laughs> then we'll yeah. start to move up. Um, we'll be back um, Thursday afternoon after the Gonzaga game, either telling the NCAA where they can mail the trophy or talking a lot of you off the ledge. Um, there's really no in-between. But until then, thanks for being with us. And as always, rock Chuck.